Hey everybody, it is it is Friday, March the 19th at 10 p.m. Purdue season is over. The 2020-21 season is over. Uh, Purdue has dropped their final game to North Texas. Uh, 13th seeded North Texas, 78-69 to in overtime. Uh, before I dig into stats or anything like that, I want to talk about something that I thought was interesting. Purdue got just a ton of positive media coverage coming into this one. That's something I I complain about, honestly, uh, quite often. I talk about Purdue not getting, you know, the, uh, building that chip about respect. Um, and Purdue got respect this year. I, I heard a lot of media people say Purdue was a dark horse to get to the Final Four, the final game. I heard... People say they thought they'd get through Baylor because of Baylor uh, stubbing their toe and slipping so much of late. And uh, instead, Purdue drops this game uh, in a way that they looked, honestly, um, like North Texas was the better team. Um, coming into the game, I think Painter knew exactly what he was getting into. Uh, yeah, good evening, friends. Um Painter knew what he was getting into. I think if you paid attention at all to North Texas during their conference, um, their conference tournament, you knew what you were getting into as a Purdue fan. Um, their defense is very good. They um, they extend it sometime. They're very very sound fundamentally, um, and they have some scores. They won that really slowed down offensive half court set. And then they isolate and hope your guy can stop them. And Purdue did a decent job stopping their their leading scorer for about what three quarters of the game. And they had another guy who was who stepped in the place and he did the same thing really. But down the stretch, down the stretch, um, North Texas's um, Hamlet um, really really was awesome. Um, he scored twenty four points. And I, here's one thing I didn't look at this yet. Um, there's a big difference about uh, – there's one key difference I see right right away. Okay, so you got Hamlet. I want to look at this guy a little bit. He's a senior, and he looked and acted like a senior, even though um, he hadn't beaten a, a Power 5 conference foe in the tournament. 6'4", uh, 193-pound senior, led, the, led them in scoring. Um, and uh, down the stretch, uh, well, he went 8-for-8 eight eight, uh, free throw shooting. His teammate Reese went four for four. Um, and you compare that and contrast it with something that I think is very, very, um, very basic that could have changed the, the track of the game and the flow of the game was Purdue had three different players who are guys that I think that they heavily rely on. They all missed a free throw. It started like the five-minute mark. Three different guys missed a free throw. That was the key to the game for me because they had come back, right? They, they would get the, the lead down to zero or they'd get it down to one possession and then they couldn't get over the hump. It was a lot like the Michigan State-UCLA game the other night, except UCLA fought through and actually got that lead. A friend of mine who I'm watching the game with, uh, Ron, he says, he says they got to put the pressure on North Texas and they haven't done it tonight. Couldn't. Uh, couldn't agree more. I think that's really the key. Purdue never put pressure on North Texas to put them in the corner and say, hey, we're the team that belongs here. We're the higher-seeded team. We're the better team. Instead, North Texas really dictated the pace of the game. They played their game. Um, 
Jeff Stewart here says North Texas shot way above their season average for threes. And I would argue this is the same thing, Jeff, that Purdue has suffered from all year, and that is the slow rotations leave shooters open. And when you leave good shooters open, they hit their shots. The difference between North Texas and Purdue, perhaps, is that Purdue, they have one good shooter, and he really wasn't wasn't effective tonight. But I don't know how else to say it. You know, really, Stefanovic is the guy that, um, you know, he was leading the Big Ten in three-point uh, shooting percentage before um, his his COVID pause or whatever you want to call it. You know, and he was he was put on the shelf, and he had one more game really where he looked right. Um, but um, Purdue really needed a three-point shooting um, a force. Instead of having guys, you know, Ivy tries, you know, he, he's not afraid to shoot it. He doesn't, he doesn't back down from the moment, but he went four for 12. Um, Ivy finishes with 26 points. Um, I mean, 26 points, went 10 for 24. He's a volume shooter. I said this about Carr. I'm not a big fan of volume shooters because um, when you have to shoot the ball that many times, sometimes, especially when you're a, you're a, uh, uh, a guy who's shooting threes, and he was shooting deep threes, a lot of times that shortens the possession. We saw with Carson Edwards, you can also rise to the occasion, hit big shots. He hit a couple big shots that really felt like they might catapult Purdue to the victory, but they couldn't get over the hump. That is so, so darn important. I can't, I can't diminish that point. Um, and uh, Travion Williams, he had a half where he disappeared, completely disappeared. I think he had two points and a board in the first half. In the second, point, uh, second half, he had what, 12 points? Um, he missed a free throw and really one that was needed. I think it would have given Purdue the lead. Instead, the game stayed tied. North Texas came down and scored. Um, I don't want to say anything that's too big here, but what I will say is that the junior class, Purdue needed leadership this year, all year, right? And it happened sometime. You'd see, you know, Trey Williams, obviously, he stepped up versus Ohio State. That was a big deal. Um Got them to overtime, but they couldn't get over the hump. Purdue needed guys that play like seniors, meaning when the chips are down, they play in an expected way, positively. Sadly, I think this team played in an expected way tonight in that they didn't hit their shots. Their defense rotated slowly. They didn't make adjustments. Much of this has to go back on the coaches. I don't think there was any sense of urgency. It didn't feel like. Um, and... Uh, you know, Shrewsbury's last game, that's a shame. Uh, but there's plenty of things to work on for next season, I can tell you that much. Um, I, um, I hope everybody comes back. You know, you never know what the offseason will bring. I hope this team all comes back because I love these guys. I love watching these players. And everybody gets a free transfer, which kills me because all it takes is one person uh, who is in somebody's ear who they really respect that is a different perspective, and then they – they get out of here. I think this team, if you can have all these parts come back with the two freshmen and with Morton, who didn't play today, I just think the upside is huge. Um, so I thought Purdue, uh, my bracket, you can go check it out on the Boiled Sports um, uh, Challenge. I thought Purdue would get beaten by Baylor uh, in two games. Uh, what's the big difference of two games? Well, for me, the biggest difference, the biggest thing that's hard to swallow is that we don't get to watch Purdue in the second weekend. And getting beaten by Baylor, one of the best teams in America all year, um, that's a lot different than getting beaten by a team that really wasn't going to be in the tournament as of a week or 10 days ago. Um, 
North Texas had to fight their way in. Um, and they did. Hats off to them. I mean, what can you say? They were better than Purdue. I mean, they started off uh, the overtime. When you, when, when you really need to play big, they had seven, either seven or, or nine unanswered points. And it looked like, well, school's out. And it was. Um, Ivy hit a, hit a deep three that didn't really matter. That was it. Uh, Purdue uh, shot only 30% from three. Um, see if there's anything else here that's interesting. Um, they out-rebounded North Texas, which is good. And I think those second-chance buckets by uh, Trevion Williams and then I think um, Gillis had a very important rebound down the stretch. Those really kept Purdue in it, and it looked like Purdue's fight might get it done. But... Make no mistake, when North Texas goes 13 for 15 from free throw line, um, they have two guys, really three guys that could score at will in their half-court offense. Uh, Bell, McBride, and Hamlet, um, they all were, it looked like Purdue didn't have a match for them, which is tough. Lots of film to watch. These guys can take a deep breath, go back to Lafayette. I don't know if they go back tonight or tomorrow or whenever. Um, but a uh, bit of a shame that the season ends this way for me. Just because I thought uh, I thought this team was better than this, and turns out they're not. That's all you can say, right? You are what you are. Um, so let's see. Purdue ends the season uh, eighteen and ten. Um, if you were in a normal year, and that were you know coming out of the Big Ten, um, coming out of the Big Ten season, going into the um, Big Ten tournament, that's a bubble team. Um, and uh, Purdue played like a bubble team tonight. Um, they didn't play like the team that was so inspired in February, really, and uh, early March. Um, and when you when you play defense where you don't rotate quickly and you um, don't close guys out, and then on the other side you simply can't shoot, it's just a it's a formula for death. So, whoo! All right, onward and upward, I guess. Um, really, really disappointing end of the season. Purdue will. Um, I think um, I think they're going to be a lot better next year, but I guess it all depends on what type of personalities you're dealing with here. How do you get motivated? Do you, does it is it something that watching failure motivates you to be better, or is it something that you you uh, kind of look at it and throw your hands up? I think there's so much youth here and so much upside and so much ability here for these guys to be. Very, very good next year. We really don't know. I don't know if they're going to make guys reclassify for next season, say, I'm coming in as a junior, I'm coming in as a senior, you know, the, the three uh, juniors, um, four juniors, pardon me, Stefanovic, Wheeler, uh, Williams, and Hunter. I don't know what the NCAA makes them do, um, or they just say, okay, you have an extra year of eligibility. Who knows what these guys want to do, but huge upside, huge upside. So that's about it. I hope you have a great evening. I hope you can um, enjoy some, some basketball. I enjoyed the great. I had somebody on Twitter get after me and say, don't enjoy this just yet when the, when the um, news came out of Boston that uh, Stevens looks like he's not interested in the IU job. That made my afternoon. Watching, um, watching normal NCAA tournament action where, where a, a team fights back, wins in overtime, whatever, that's fun. Um, and I'm, I wasn't going to let the future Purdue game ruin that. And I'll stick by that. It was fun. It really doesn't matter. Purdue losing to 
North Texas sucks, um, but it doesn't take anything away. It was still enjoyable to watch those other games. And I hope uh, if you're one of the people that has a hard time with it, I used to be that guy. Um, I think Jay would attest to that. He's known me for a long time. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, there's <laughs> enjoy enjoy the days for what they are. And since this isn't in, in, in our control at all, it's a really tough thing to tell someone else to, to not be joyful or not have a good time with something that's really fun. And the early day was really fun. And I think tonight will probably be really fun too, since there's tons of basketball left. That's it. Have a great day. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Hammer down. We'll see you.